Back from the long weekend of Locked On Coyotes as we get ready for the NHL Draft. That's coming up in just a couple of days. How exciting it is. We're going to break things down and uh, get you all ready, get you all hyped for the upcoming draft. All in today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlock right beside me. On today's episode of Locked On Coyotes, we got a great show for you guys today. Before we get in, I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and that does mean you will never have a paywall ever to access our content. Hope you guys are had a great weekend, a very safe weekend. You know, celebrating uh, the uh, Independence Day on Monday for uh, for the our American listeners, any of our Canadian listeners out there celebrating Canada Day uh, in, or at the end of last week. Last um, Friday. Last Friday. There we go. Uh, but, you know, now we're back from the weekend. It is draft week. The draft is only in about two days from now because, you know, today is Tuesday. The draft is on Thursday. How? Oh, God. Everything's just creeping up, Carl. Yeah, uh, it, it's going pretty quickly. Um, the This just entire time of the year feels off. It feels like it's way too late or too early or, or something, but things are things are happening quickly. They are happening quickly indeed, and we have to ramp up our draft coverage here on Locked On Coyotes. So on today's episode, we're going to talk uh, some some storylines to pay attention to as we get closer to the draft. I think so, Carl, right? Three, three storylines we're going to get to sure. on okay. today's episode. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot there's a lot to get to because if you're, if you're the Arizona Coyotes, there's definitely three storylines to get to. Um, and I think the first thing, first things first is what happens in the top three. Sure. Definitely. Um Honestly, the team I very like concerned that I have no real knowledge of is New Jersey. I have no idea what they're planning to do. I think that's kind of been apparent to everyone we've talked to. Um, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know what New Jersey's going to do, and depending on you know how they decide to play it, this could be go like a number of different ways for the Coyotes. Absolutely, it's there's it so many different ways you could do it. I think especially because we go back to what we talked about at the end of last week, right? Um, when we talked about the – we took a, 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 an analysis look into the mock drafts and compared it to others. Um, what's interesting, I think, that we have to, we're going to have to discuss again is the fact that there is no consensus number one anymore. Shane Wright was the consensus number one for the entirety of the time. And now – there's actually some contesting. Obviously, Logan Cooley's only showed up at number one in one mock draft that I've seen, but you're Sapkowski in about two, three, four. I have no idea how many. Um, yeah. And some from some really, really prominent media members. Like, yes, Sapkowski is our number one. 
Yeah, it, it's really interesting. And, like, the fact that this is happening now, like, after the seasons are over and just everyone's trying to contextualize, like, where these players can be, what purpose do they serve? Um, it, it's definitely, like, it's interesting to see because I don't think any of us, I know we certainly didn't expect uh, Slavkovsky to be kind of almost a, like, strong candidate for number one i was going to call him a dark horse but he's not really a dark horse he is like a legitimate candidate that you can make a case for i mean especially because um if you look at the top three at the top three guys he is you know easily the biggest guy out there and if you're somebody who went to draft size then he's your guy yeah if you want to draft size um if you're not too worried about position uh, I know, like, Shane Wright is a center. Uh, that is a highly valued position in the NHL. If you're like, we just want to get the best player, it doesn't matter if he's on wing or in center, or your team like the New Jersey Devils, who are like, hey, we're kind of good on center. We don't really need him. Like, I don't know. What do you do? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out when uh, when draft day comes, and especially because I'm going to go back to something I said last week. Um, the fact that because there was so much hype around Shane Wright I, and how relatively close I think his team played to, you know, to, um, to Montreal. And I think I was reading an article from, uh, from Craig Morgan on PHNX. And he said that, you know, essentially he played a, as a di- at a distance of what would be equivalent of Flagstaff to Gilbert. Yeah, that's that's how close he was to Montreal. And you know, like Canadians will travel. Uh, And and there was, I think, lessened travel restrictions at that point. Uh, Certainly to get into America, it feels like there there may have been, but I have not traveled internationally. I don't know. Could be talking out of my butt. Uh, But yeah, I'm sure plenty of people in Montreal made the trek down to see, you know, what could be their player as soon as it became apparent that their season was going to hell like why not absolutely and i just, and i think that's why it goes to the fact that if they don't pick uh shane right i do feel like there might be some like discourse <laughs> just to uh to, to right off the bat i mean and, I and mean, again that's not that's not saying that like like you know it's a bad pick if they pick Slavkowski. It just feels like if they just don't, if they don't pick right because of how much, how like how much he's been talked about. I I'm curious. Like, I I definitely agree. There there will be discourse in Montreal about it, but there will be discourse internationally about it too. Like, I I do think that there will be people who question: Did Montreal? overthink this one did they get caught up in the recent hype like is this a recency bias issue where like you know shane wright was the guy for all the season now all of a sudden there's like a bunch of reports saying that you know it's this other guy like i don't know that that could be you know you could make the case that is overthinking the pick and if we know anything about hockey media types it's they love to make those kind of pieces like because yeah there's a good chance that they are over pick, overthinking the pick. And there's a good chance that whoever writes that is going to be proven right in the next couple of years. If they decide to go that route, I'm not saying they will, but I, I won't write that pick. 
or peace, depending on what New Jersey does. Because I don't know. I think Coyotes are in that position. I think the biggest thing regarding this storyline, and it's a sub storyline that that we might have to see that one of my attention to, is if Montreal ends up going to Slavkowski and not right, what New Jersey decides to do with their draft pick because uh, they've already said they didn't want a center. Like that's why that's why they went went Slavkowski at two, right? Yeah. Uh, that's one. And two, maybe they now see that as an opportunity. They see right available, and that, and all of a sudden, the number two, number two pick draft stock immediately shot up to, through the moon. Because oh, right's available next. All right, who wants it? Like cough up who you got. Um, and New New Jersey can do something like that. I mean, I would think so. Like if you are the Coyotes at three. Or the, you know, who whoever's at four. I forget who's at four. Seattle's at four. Seattle's at four. Five is Philadelphia. So if you are New Jersey and you want to go with a defenseman, how confident are you that you can get a good defenseman at four or five or three? Uh, I'd say you're pretty confident. So, like, I, I could see them getting an asset and – you know, if you're the Coyotes and you hear that that's the case, I think you got to move up. I, I'm not sure what it takes. Like, don't sell the farm for, you know, admittedly a phenomenal player. But, yeah, at least make that call. It's something you definitely have to think about as um, if that were to happen. It would. I'm pretty sure chaos will ensue in the National Hockey League if something like this happens. But uh, I think we've seen, we've seen crazier things happen in – other situations so it's wouldn't be the first but it would still be crazy yeah things get crazy at the draft anyways we still got more to get to on today's episode of lockdown coyotes we're talking three storylines that we need to pay attention to ahead of the 2022 nhl draft we're going to get to those other two in just a moment but first we're going to go to carl for a quick word so i have a message from our friends at built bar from the people who invented healthy and tasty you're going to get something that's a real gift for your taste buds. If you've tried anything with coconut or brownie, this is definitely the thing you want to get because Bill has given you the coconut brownie chunk puff treatment. It's so good. You know the puffs. They're always good. Uh, I have you know, gotten a chance to try a few Bilt Bar puffs. Uh, I really liked the mud pie one. But, you know, this one, you know, coconut brownie chunk, that's a, that's a lot. Coconut, highly underrated flavor. Uh, I like coconut water. I like coconut chunks. Plus brownie, perfect thing. And you get all that in a puff, which is just the best part. And they're guilt-free. It's almost like they're actually good for you. Uh, what I want you to do is go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 so you can get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks again, everybody, for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen every day. The NHL draft, once again, is around the corner, and our team of local hosts and draft experts are breaking it down with insights analysis for every first-round pick. You can join You can join myself, 
uh, you know, you might uh, see me every now and then, you know, pop in for uh, picks right, right after the Coyotes pick at number three or any other picks that they might make, um, big picks that they might make in the first round. When, and uh, all of it can also be found at Locked on NHL. So be sure to uh, get and check it out. You can see all the other hosts doing stuff at uh, once, once again, check Locked on NHL and Locked on Coyotes on YouTube for all the latest breakdowns and reactions of the NHL draft and more. But let's get back to today's episode as we break down the three storylines we're going to pay attention to as the Coyotes and the rest of the National Hockey League approaches the NHL draft in just a couple of days. And Carl, number two is all Coyotes for me, is what's the decision for Jacob Chikrin? Yep. That's a good one. Uh, it's something that we've talked about a lot with pretty much every guest we've had on. Uh, the topic of Jake and Chipkin has come up just because uh, he's a very important player for the Coyotes. Um, I think something that we've talked about a lot is if he's going to get moved, it's probably going to be at the draft. So, like, I'm not saying if he survives with the team, like, after the draft, he's going to be with the team guaranteed at the start of the next season. But I'd say it becomes far more likely they will be. Yeah, it's uh, like the so far the reports are saying that they like they said like you know obviously the Coyotes are trying to keep a hammer down. Like at this time, Jacob Chicken will be playing for in the as for the Coyotes next season. Yeah. Um But again, they like they said they're continuing continually listening to offers, and if during the draft a call is made that Bill Armstrong cannot say no to, that did, that deal is done. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've gotten those kind of deals before. I think that the Darcy Kemper trade was a, one that Bill Armstrong could not say no to. Um, the Christian Dvorak trade, although probably uh, should have done that one a little bit differently, uh, considering what happened to Montreal. Maybe shouldn't have top 10 protected that. Uh, should have fought harder for that. But, um, yeah, I, I I do think that, you know, if if someone calls with something amazing and you know, there's a player that Bill Armstrong really wants, then he's going to make that call. He's going to take it. Yeah, he's got. I mean, and he, and, he, and he's got it right. There's so many decisions to be made with with, with that, and I think, um, you know, and I and I think it's important to be said that it's like Chikrin wants, to, you know, wants to be able to play for a com- competitive team, right? So he you kind of already know he already has one foot out the door because he doesn't really have the motivation to play through a rebuild. Um, I mean. Do we know that for sure? Do we know anything for sure about what Jacob Trickren's state of mind is? I mean, uh, he's, I mean, I mean, again, you had to pay, just pay attention to what he said at the, during locker room cleanout a couple months ago. Like, yeah, but everyone also wants to play for a competitive team. You don't get to become a professional hockey player if you don't want to be competitive. Like, I, I, I do think that there is something to be said with like, a player like Chikrin knowing that like if this rebuild goes right, this could be a good team three years from now. That's when it's going to be competitive. 
uh, and I'll still be able to make money. Like these guys are going to be on ELCs. So like there is a competitive version of the coyotes in there somewhere. If he has faith in the rebuild and it's the job of the, of the management to make sure that he has faith in the rebuild. The difficult part about that though, is only a few years left on his contract. Um, by the time that his, it's up, are they fully emerged from the rebuild yet? That's one. Two, um, there's, I, I just had a two, but it, it, it escaped my head. Um, but I, he's, oh, there we go. He's in the prime of his career, right? He's approaching, like, just about, he's just about the prime of his career. Like, no, these next, next three, four years are his. Uh, he's 24. So, and defensemen, it's usually the late 20s when they're hitting their prime. So, he is going to be in his prime four years from now when the Coyotes are, like, done with the rebuild. Unless he peaks early, which, I mean, who knows? Yeah, could happen. Um, no, I, I, I would not say that Jacob Chicken is a player that needs to be worried about. Um like the the whole conversation we had with over like Connor Garland and him being like too old for the rebuild, that was the case because A, he was a forward, B, he was twenty-five, and you know, Chickren's not even twenty-five yet. That's fair. Yeah, Garland was a whole different situation. And we knew that was gonna happen. Um, yeah, that just that was like the best kept, like the or the uh, what's, what's, what's the term? One of the worst kept secrets. There you go. Yeah, one of the worst kept secrets out there. I, I would agree. Uh, it seemed like it was definitely going to be the case. Uh, I didn't think that Armstrong was going to get the deal he did, but it seemed like Garland was on the move. Yeah, but um, anyways, though, with guarding Chagrin, though, if uh, if he gets traded. It happens, like, during the draft. Yeah, I think so. Because uh, it's a big part of what, the, you know, Bill Armstrong is going to be looking for is a pick. And that's when, you know, you're worried about the, the draft picks. Uh, I do kind of wonder if, you know, especially when he sees, like, kind of the scope of the board, if he decides to go with uh, a 2023 pick, as opposed to a 2022, in which case, you know, less, you know, hassle about that. Although you imagine you include like a second round pick from this year or something. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, it, it definitely seems like it's going to be in the draft if it does happen. Yeah, absolutely. We will, we still got more to get to though on this episode of lockdown and coyotes. We're talking three storylines that we have to pay attention to ahead of the Arizona Coyotes uh, and the uh, NHL draft on Thursday. We're going to get to that in just a moment. But first, I want to let you guys know today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. The ever-increasing number of mix and models, it is impossible for your local auto ch- local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why they're often pointless or seemingly timid in questioning? Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? Well, wait for the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto because you're looking through their catalog of what they have 
which obviously will also save you a lot of money, you know, up to 50% or even more for the same parts than if you were to get them from a chain store or a car dealership. Bugato is a family business doing do it yourself for over 20 years with their prices being reliably low for every customer. I want you guys to check it out yourself. Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And write locked on and the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, let's wrap things up with this episode of Locked On Coyotes. Three storylines that we had to pay attention to for the Arizona Coyotes and the National Hockey League ahead of the 2022 NHL entry draft. And Colin, I'm going to turn to you if you have anything on your mind, because obviously I put the first two out there. If you have anyone you want to put out there, I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but... I was going to go with Jacob Chikrin, uh, if I'm being fair. Uh, yeah. That seemed like it was shooting fish in the barrel. Um, I, I do kind of wonder uh, if there is going to be concern with NHL teams about drafting Russian players or Belarusian players at this draft. Uh, that is you know, one of those things where you really hope that it doesn't impact, but with the world the way it is with 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 russia the way it is right now with the united states the way it is right now um who knows if, if teams are a little bit more cautious about that yeah that's a good point you know um you know with what is going on right now that the fact that there is probably going to be a lot more caution about it and a lot more uh, thought process before they make a decision, which is like kind of an unfortunate thing because if there are some really good Russian players or Belarusian players out there, like you know, they should get the same kind of thought process, the, the, the same kind of process going through, right? Because they're you know just as good, they just happen to be going through a more difficult situation with the countries they play in. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you saw, but Ivan Fedotov. Uh, was detained for uh, reading the CNN CNN headline allegedly evading military service. Um, who knows what what that's really gonna you know lead to? I know that there are countries with mandatory services, um, you know, not just Russia. There's there's quite a few countries. Uh, I think Sweden tends to be the big one that comes up for hockey. Um, but yeah, like, is there going to be concern that? you know, the military doesn't want to release any of their people. They want to have like a, a national army team just for, you know, prestige. Who knows? Like, unfortunately, like right now, a couple of kids' lives are going to be like pawns in a giant geopolitical crisis that most of them have absolutely nothing to do with. Yeah, that's definitely uh, an interesting thought process on that, that the fact that they wouldn't even be able to go. Because, I, cause, uh, I mean, one of the big things that we've also discussed, though, is the fact that, you know, like, should a player actually get drafted, um, you know, the majority of these players aren't going to go straight to the NHL anyways. Sure. And I'm not saying, you know, that's gonna make it make a make make a better decision. It's like, oh yeah, we could just leave you in Russia or leave you in like that's not what I'm saying, but like it is kind of a well, 
in two years, it's either going to be fixed or it's going to be much worse that we don't have to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's more of just like, okay, we're not going to, like, we're going to draft you. We have your rights to you. Let's just hope things resolve by then. <laughs> yeah. I don't and, know. Like, and I mean, that's kind of, that's what's been done in the past. Um, there was never really a guarantee that, you know, you'd be able to bring over a Russian player or European player. And, and that was kind of a, you know, it wasn't a great time for hockey. Like the NHL having the best players all around the world creates an elite level of competition that, you know, all of us really enjoy. And, you know, getting to see like different countries styles influence like the game in general uh, is something that I think we're all kind of, we all have experience with like the rise of like Swedish defensemen and like that kind of play style has been like a very obvious thing in hockey that you don't really see like 30 years ago. And that's why, and, and that's one of the things why I love the NHL, right? Cause you see a lot of players come from those backgrounds. Like you mentioned, you know, the Swedish defensemen. you maybe every now and then you might get a, uh, a, a check forward. Right yeah. or a uh, a Swiss goaltender, like, or or we were talking about the fact that um, we have two pretty highly rated Slovakian prospects. Like, is that going to be a future thing to watch? And I mean, it kind of all spills over to the other countries too. Like, you know, they they are not necessarily operating the same way that they would. You know, Ukraine doesn't have a big hockey program that we know of. There's not a lot of Ukrainian players drafted. But if, you know, that conflict spills into other ones like Finland or Norway, like that could potentially be some, you know, pretty big consequences. And when, you know, if sports are the reward for a healthy society, this society could get very unhealthy very soon. And this issue, I will say, it does go beyond, like, into, if you're looking at the, it, with, like, if you isolate it within the sports world, it's actually, it's more than just uh, hockey, too. If you look at, like, basketball and other, other sports, import, like, here in the U.S., they import a lot of players from Eastern, Eastern Europe. So that's, like, if it continues, like, yeah, it's, who knows how much of an impact that's going to make on, you know, on, like, you know, sports and, and, and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a real, it's a time full of uncertainty, which makes it a very scary time, Uh, especially for people like us who are supposed to know what's, what's going on and communicate that because there's only so much that we know and there's only so much that the team knows. And I do kind of wonder, is that going to influence their decisions? It, It very well could. And I think that's definitely something that we'll have to pay attention to. Any final thoughts you have before we close things off on today's episode? Uh, I just uh, hope everyone had a uh, a good long holiday weekend. It's good to be back, uh, and hope everyone's excited for draft. It's a it's a fun week. It's a time where we have to do a lot of work, and Absolutely. I hope everyone all, enjoys it. Absolutely, all the excitement is done. All the all the celebration of uh, of Joey Chestnut. Now it goes up. All that goes out the window. Now it's all focused on the draft. <laughs> Let's go. Yep. Exactly. Let's go. 
anyways, that's going to be it for today's episode of Locked On Titans. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcast, including on YouTube. To, to interact with us on social media, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked On Coyotes, on Instagram at Locked On Coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Call Pavlock is called Pavlock FFH. Interact with us, ask a question you might have, we might answer right back, or on a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes Podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Ah!